Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. This morning we'll be speaking on fulfilling your prophetic destiny. Fulfilling your prophetic destiny. Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground As your work comes forth this moment, let there be light in the name of Jesus. Let darkness be dispelled. Let the name of the Lord be glorified. Let this atmosphere be saturated with the glory of heaven, with the power of the almighty God. Let there be salvation. Let there be healing. Let there be deliverance. Let there be help from above. Let there be peace. And let your name alone be glorified. Amen. Every one of us is born into this world with a destiny. The same goes for institutions. Nations, organizations. No man, woman, institution, church, or nation is here by accident. We are not here for the fun of it. We are here to fulfill 
divine purpose. Destiny has to do with God's purpose for your life. By implication, God's purpose for Ikoyi Baptist Church. We're talking about God's plan, God's blueprint for your life. It's quite unfortunate that many people pass through this world without fulfilling their destinies. Some discover it too late in life. I'm here this morning and this season to remind you that you have a prophetic destiny to fulfill. And you must not die until you have fulfilled God's purpose for your life. May I prophesy over someone this morning that you will not die without fulfilling the purpose of God for your life. You will not die until you have a prophetic destiny in the name of Jesus Christ. Ikoi Baptist Church will not die without fulfilling our prophetic destiny in Jesus' name. And somebody is asking, can, can a church die? Is it possible? Churches are dying. I did my dissertation on church revitalization. And I had first-hand experiences of seeing churches closing their doors that we cannot survive again. We can't maintain this facility again. They've struggled. Old people are just there now managing to pay the bills and they cannot cope. And they either sell the building, in some cases, become a warehouse or a cinema, you know, building or whatever. In Europe, our people from the other side are buying and they are turning to mosque. Ikoye Baptist Church, look at this building. Wonderful, isn't it? If this church will not die, if this congregation will not become immemorial, obituary, then Ikoye Baptist Church must live to fulfill our prophetic destiny. We are not here for the fun of it. We are not just gathered by God here just to sing and clap and go back home. There's a prophetic destiny hanging over our lives. And we must trust the Lord to help us to fulfill it. And we shall fulfill it. God helping us in Jesus' name. Let me tell your neighbor we will fulfill our prophetic destiny. Hallelujah. The text read to us it's familiar to us. It's where we have the popular sermon on the mount. We see Jesus seeing the crowd. And Jesus is never uh, carried away by crowd ministry. He saw the crowd. Instead of being excited like preachers today will be. The Bible says in verse 1 of chapter 5. Jesus left the crowd and went up on the mountainside. And as he went up, some groups of people, what did they do? They also followed him to the mountainside. And where he sat down, they sat with him, expecting to hear something from his mouth. They were very wise. 
And Jesus began his teaching, what we call the Beatitudes from verse 3 down to verse 12. And by verse 13, Jesus began to talk about their prophetic destiny. And that's what we want to look at this morning. To fulfill a prophetic destiny, there are four things. There are actually many of them. We want to look at just four things that are required. And the first one is that you must recognize that you have a prophetic destiny to fulfill. That you have what? A prophetic destiny to fulfill. Recognize it. You must recognize it. If you don't recognize it, then you may be living a wasted life, wasted existence. What was it that Jesus told them? He says, you are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. The light of the world. The problem of the world is that the old world, according to the scripture, lies in what? In darkness. And God's solution to the problem of light right from Genesis has always been that anywhere there is darkness, what will God do? God will bring light. That's what he did in Eden. First of all, he said, let there be light. But at the point God said, I can let be say, let there be light, let there be light continuously. He made a man that carried light. And that was Adam. Anywhere Adam operated, the light of God continued to shine. And darkness was being dispelled. So God's method, God's strategy of dealing with Mr. Darkness anywhere, whether in your office, whether in your home, whether in your village, anywhere there's a trace of darkness, all that God will need to do is just suppose a man that carries light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me ask your neighbor, what do you carry? Do you carry light or your darkness? So you must first of all recognize that you have a prophetic destiny. Your destiny is to be salt of the earth and light of the world. Come to terms with this and live your life accordingly. Number two, ruminate on your prophetic destiny. Ruminate on it. Think of what Jesus is saying here. I think this is quite weighty. This verse reveals the scope of our prophetic destiny. Jesus said, salt of the earth and light of the world. This reveals the confidence that God has 
in the potential he has placed in every believer. In other words, if the whole of Ikoyi is darkness, and God can find one man who carries light, God is confident that that light carrier is enough to engulf the whole of Ikoyi and transform the darkness into what? Into light. Many times we do not know what it means to have Christ in our lives as Savior and Lord. There's so much to it. So much, so much to it. And the Lord will continue to grant us understanding. Hallelujah. What God has put in you is more than enough to help your world. Did you hear what I said? What God has put on the inside of you is more than enough to help this world. We are not just talking about Nigeria. Did you see what Jesus is saying here? Did he say you are the light of Nigeria? Is that what he said? You are the light of your village. Or the light of your family. You know, sometimes somebody will say, I'm the light of my family. They should not kill me. But Jesus is saying more than that. That you are the light of the world. That's huge. Can you look at yourself and look at what God is saying? That's great. You may not believe it, but he believes in you. He believes in what he has enveloped, wrapped up on the inside of you. The third thing that we must give attention to if we must fulfill our prophetic destiny is the need for us to repent of failing to fulfill our prophetic destiny. It's unfortunate that many of us are living contrary to divine expectation. Most of us are living below divine expectation. Why God expects you to be light and salt, you know the way you are living your life. Instead of living as light bearers and light givers, some of us are complete opposite. Most of us are living far, far below the expectation of God. I don't know about Koi Baptist Church, but I know that this is the end of the year when usually we want to select new officers for the church for the coming year. You may have a congregation that's big like this, but to find people to serve in the church is a problem. Our churches today are filled with SMO Christian. SMO. You know, there used to be a baby formula called SMA. I think, but in the church we have SMO, Sunday morning only. Can you do like this to your neighbor? Say, is pastor talking to you? Sunday morning only. Once we share the benediction now, you are not seeing them again until when? Until next Sunday. Our fellowship, they are not there. Midweek service, they are not there. And yet, they are the light of the world, the source of the earth, living contrary to the expectation, living below great potential on the inside of them, but they are not annexing them 
for the use of the kingdom. Such persons we need to repent and ask the Lord for forgiveness. We are not to live below expectation. There's this other group also in the church that are actually darkness themselves. But they are fellowshipping with light. They enjoy our light every time. They come to church every Sunday. They enjoy our beautiful singing. They enjoy the prayer. They enjoy the message. But they have chosen to remain darkness. If you're in this meeting this morning, you're not born again. You are not light. You are darkness. And that's what the Bible says. Can we look at Ephesians chapter 5? I used to think when somebody is not born again, he's living in darkness until I came across this scripture some years ago and I discovered that anybody that's not born again is not just living in darkness. He himself is what? Is darkness. Unfortunately, some of us married darkness. You are born again, but your spouse is not born again. You violated the scripture that says, what agreement as light with darkness? They say, Pastor, don't worry, I will convert her. I will convert her. When do you become a converter? The scripture says you don't have any agreement with what? Light and darkness cannot operate together. Ephesians chapter 5. Can we all read verse 8 together? For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Do what? Live as children of light. That verse 8, just one word there, gives us a very clear understanding of what you are talking about when you use the word once. You are once. What? Did he say you are living in darkness? Anyone that is not born again, that has not repented, is darkness. The Bible so says he's blind. He cannot see. But when you tell unbelievers that they are blind, what will they tell you? Say, I'm seeing you. You are the one that is blind. I'm not blind. I can see. We were talking about spiritual darkness. That's why Amazing Grace, the writer says, I was once what? Blind, but now I can see. It will be the pleasure of God this morning. If you're in this meeting, you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, that you do so. That the Lord will pull you out of darkness into what? His marvelous light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last thing that we must do if we must pro- fulfill our prophetic destiny is to release your prophetic destiny. 
release your prophetic destiny. And we see Jesus speaking when he used the word let. Let your light do what? Shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. The word let means allow. Allow God. Allow God to use you. Allow God to break forth in your life and through your life. Do not allow fear, you know, to paralyze the grace of God in your life. Let, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. Praise the Lord. There are so many ways we can release our prophetic destinies. Some of them, as mentioned here, good works. That's after you have given your life to Christ anyway. Witnessing Christ to our family members. There are quite a number of us here that maybe you are firstborn or you are the first person to give your life to Christ in your family. But immediately it happens to you, what do you discover? Begin to spread. Every other person begin to do what? Follow to accept Jesus. Because you allow the light of Christ, the light of God, to shine. Witnessing to our family members. In addition, we talk about church planting. Praise the Lord. And there will be a lot to talk about church planting, but we're not going to that this morning. Praise the Lord Jesus. But I want to ask the mission pastor, how many churches do we have now, Yikoi Baptist Church? How many daughter churches? Or you need somebody to do the mathematics for us. 14, 12. 25. And Yikoi is our old 50 years. So if you minus 25 from 50... That's another 25. Praise the Lord. Can we clap for Ikoye Baptist Church, first of all? <laughs> clap very well now. Let's clap for ourselves. If they will not clap for us, we should be able to do it. Hallelujah. 25 daughter churches. That is wonderful. Those are areas we have carried the light of the gospel to, isn't it? And I'm sure those people are happy, they're excited that Ikoyi came. But I trust that the Lord will help us. Uh, we can do better than that. Tell your neighbor we can do better than that. Let me tell your neighbor, God is expecting us to do much than that. The choir administration this morning there's a call comes ringing from the re- keep the light keep the light there are souls to there are souls to save hold the light hold the light what are we supposed to do 
Ikoyi Baptist Church, are you ready to send the light? If your answer is yes, let me hear a better yes. Let everyone hear a better yes from you. I put it to you. Now we are in the court. I put it to you, Ikoyi Baptist Church, that you are a debtor. As you are sitting now in church, as you are sitting now, huh? you are owing. You know what they call basic? You are a debtor. You are owing 25 churches that you must deliver. I don't know how God felt when we are celebrating 50 years this year. Celebrating 50 years. Rejoicing, dancing. I watched some of the live programs. I saw when Panama Support came. You know? And my question is, is God also dancing with them? Is God rejoicing with them? Like I said, we don't have time to talk this morning to show you what you are going owing scripturally. But we are debtors. And I know that the grace of God will be available for us to pay our debt in the name of Jesus Christ. Just a brief moment I spent in the office. You know, one of the things that occurred to me, I saw those plaques. I don't know, you, you saw them this morning. And I kept looking at all the plaques. I worked for this, I worked for this, I worked for this. I didn't see anyone that they gave Ikoyi Baptist Church a word for planting churches. They collect our money. Very good in that, and we continue to do that. But I've come to discover that what brings joy to the heart of God the most has to do with souls. God help us, we let the church to build a worship all like this while we're in Paracot, though not as big as this. But the day of dedication was one of my saddest days. As we are rejoicing, doing everything, God, not everybody was around and not there to dedicate. God was saying in my spirit, say, did I tell you in the scripture that what brings joy to my heart is when a church put up a befitting building. Say so there is joy in heaven. When what? How many souls? When one soul repents, God will, will stand up from his throne and begin to dance. Jesus will begin to jubilate ah, that my death was not in vain. And God reorder my priority. This building is for Koyi Baptist Church people. Are you hearing me? Since we dedicated it, have you seen God coming to sit down and enjoy AC with you? It's for our comfort and it's good. But what betide us? If all we do is just to enjoy the goodness of God, enjoy AC, and we will not deliver to heaven, that would have been a wasted existence. And God will not be happy with it. 
But that will not be our story. In the name of Jesus Christ. Church revitalization is very similar to church planting. Churches that are weak, that are struggling, that are about to die. We trust God to help us to come alongside them to give them extreme makeover, like they talk about. When we started church in Bauchi some years ago, and while doing the station around the community, I saw the signboard of a church, of a Baptist church, and I was excited that in this rural area, there's a Baptist church, and let's go and visit the pastor and share our mission with him because another member of the church who comes from Bauchi led us to that community. By the time I made inquiries, they said, ah, there's no church, it's only the signboard. That that church used to exist, but today, even the building, no building, nothing. But the signboard was still standing in the village. Talking about the fact that a Baptist church had existed before. It's part of our mission mandate to go and give help to such churches and see how they can come alive and also reproduce themselves. The result of fulfilling our prophetic destiny is very clear from verse 16. Men will see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. It's my earnest prayer that you will fulfill God's purpose on your life. I pray that your life will daily bring praise to the Almighty God. I pray that men will praise God on the account of Ikoi Baptist Church. May God rejoice over us that he saved us. May his investment in our lives not be a waste. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5 to 7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.